in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. Hall of Fame weekend. And a couple of Raiders going in. Tom Flores and Charles Woodson are going in on Sunday. It's very confusing because there's also a Saturday induction. But we're going to focus on Sunday more. Isn't that right, Mr. Candy? Well, Tom Flores in particular, I think, deserves uh, some mention here because of the historic nature of his career I mean, for, for multiple reasons. Um you can talk about the reasons on the field. Uh, he and Mike Dick are the only two people in the history of the NFL to win a Super Bowl as a player, an assistant coach, and a head coach. Uh, he's the fifth leading passer in AFL history. Uh, you also could go for reasons that are beyond the field. Uh, the first Mexican-American professional football coach and player. Uh, a guy who broke down a lot of barriers in professional football and... Uh, you know, I think it's worth taking a look back to to, to what it means uh, to Tom Flores. Uh, David Baker, the the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, showed up at his house in Palm Springs uh, to let him know that he had been inducted into the Hall of Fame. I think we have some audio. And, you know, when you think about going back in time, all the things that have happened and how big this game has gotten. Mm -hmm. And uh, you don't even think about these things as you're growing up. Who ever thought there was a you know, Hall of Fame? What was the Hall of Fame when I was a kid growing up in, in vineyards in Sanger, California? And, and here I am uh, going in with my friends and peers and, and going in with the whole Raider Nation. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm not going in by myself. I'm yeah. going in with my relatives, yeah. my family, my, other, my Raider family, and my Raider Nation family. One personal story, and it's not that, I mean, many people had this. I am a Raiders fan who lived in Las Vegas for many years, or Henderson more appropriately, and would go up to games. So I'd fly up. I had relatives up there. I'd fly up on Saturday, and then I would fly back Sunday after the game. And multiple times, Tom Flores would be there in the airport, just sitting there after the game. It was amazing. I, you know, and you'd just walk by and say, hey, coach. And yes. I did call him coach as other people did. And it was just, he was just so humble and nice and gracious with his time. Just, you know, it's, that's the only time I've ever had one-on-one -on -one dealings with Tom Flores, but it would be in the Oakland airport after a Raiders game, which I always thought was pretty cool. That is super cool. A uh, guy like Tom Flores uh, to just be sitting there hanging out and he and Charles Woodson going into the hall of fame together. Very, very uh, important weekend for the Raiders franchise. I don't care about him. Next question. All right, so that was I shouldn't have played that one. My bad, <laughs> Jared. Remember on the first day, Adam, it was insomnia, Jared, and he was right on it. This time, I asked this morning. I said, "How'd you sleep?" He said, "Oh, I slept really good." Boy, I don't know. We need to. We we can't let Jared sleep. No, no, we're we're not gonna let Jared. We're not gonna let Jared sleep, or else apparently, I, I don't know. It's it doesn't uh, it doesn't go as smoothly. Uh, Simone Biles uh, is finishing up her time as potentially uh, the end of her Olympic career. And she's uh, she's not the only one who is 
a famous athlete in her personal life. Uh, her boyfriend is the Houston Texans. Uh, Jonathan Owens said uh, during training camp that he was sick about what happened uh, with Simone Biles and everything that she struggled through. Uh, reports came out, Doug, this week that her aunt died unexpectedly during the Olympic Games. Uh, Owens said on Thursday, I was sick for her just because I can see her face. I know her facial expressions. I can read her lips and kind of know what's going on. What she was telling her coach kind of already knew what was going on beforehand, but I was really hoping she was going to get be able to go out there and perform so i was sick to my stomach because she wasn't able to go out there um it, it just kind of highlights for me once again how we can't go out there throwing everything at someone for a decision that they made for reasons that we just don't know everything about right so we talked about the twisties for simone biles having no idea where she was in the air and that's the physical part of it and then you talk about the the mental and emotional part. Well, the pressure that's on her in the first place, and then the fact that she had a close relative die in the middle of the games. I mean, it's one of those things where if you were someone out there saying, oh, I can't believe she would sit out. can't believe she would do that to the USA. Well, you know, even if it's just in your own head, you probably owe a little apology at this point. Well, and the whole thing is it, it's can't and it's also shouldn't. You shouldn't do that. Everybody take a beat. That's the, that is one of the saddest things about the way Things can instantly go out. People don't take a beat to think about what they're going to type in a quiet room or whatever and the ramifications that can have because you're exactly right. We didn't know all the information. And guess what? At any time, I looked at that and said, oh, all these people are disappointed. Well, you know who's even more disappointed? She's more disappointed. It's something that she's worked for her whole life. So back off, people. Next question. The next question, indeed. And the question is, are the 76ers ever going to trade Ben Simmons? Because it feels like this thing blew up at the end of the playoffs. We're all the way through the draft now. Um, we're not that far away, realistically, from the regular season because we've gone through the first and second waves of free agency, uh, Doug, and, and Ben Simmons is still there. And it seemed pretty clear from what we heard from Doc Rivers and from Joel Embiid at the end of the playoffs when Ben Simmons had lost the ability to shoot a free throw, which we can add to his inability to shoot the ball from anywhere. Uh, and it seemed like they were just done with him. Uh, but apparently they tried to, uh, they tried to arrange a couple of different trades. Tell me what you, uh, tell me what you think of, of any of these. If you think these are realistic asks from the 76ers, they talked to golden state, according to the defector, uh, Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, and the number seven and 14 picks in the draft, along with two future first round picks. They talked to San Antonio. They wanted four first round picks, three first oh. round pick swaps and a player. And if you're wondering about four first round picks and three first round pick swaps, that's essentially the Oklahoma City Paul George trade uh, remade there. From the Raptors, they wanted Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, and the number four pick. Uh, so, Doug, it feels to me like they were certainly shooting for the moon on their Ben Simmons asks. Well, you might as well, A, shoot for the moon, but you're not often going to get the moon, and I don't think they're going to be getting rid of Mr. Simmons with that package to any of those three teams unless, as we know, there's a sucker born every day, and some franchises have made some strange decisions, but come on. Have you guys ever shopped for a used car on Craigslist? No. Cheaper is better. Cheaper is better. Okay. Well, so there's a phrase that uh, people in the car community make fun of, which is, I know what I have. And it is, 
genuinely, it means I will not, I will not negotiate the price. I want to sell my 1979 Camaro that has no engine for $10,000. I know what I have. And that is what the 76ers apparently think of Ben Simmons. You just got to find one buyer. That's it. Ben Simmons. The 76ers are trying to trade a 1979 Camaro with no engine. You heard it here first uh, from Jared. He's not talking to anybody in the Sixers organization. Uh, Rich Paul from Clutch is handling everything now. Uh, apparently, Ben Simmons would like to go to the Warriors, but, you know, th- there, there's just very little chance this ends well. It probably ends with either an undermarket deal that the Sixers feel like they have to take or Ben Simmons walking back in and getting one of those weird side-eye hugs from Joel Embiid at the beginning of training camp. I believe uh, we're supposed to call Rich Paul Adele's boyfriend. Cool. I like wow. it. Sorry. Um, I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Justin. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Washington football team has banned Native American headdresses and face paint from FedEx Stadium. Doug, it's 2021. <laughs> I was going to say it's current year. I kind of feel like this is a headline I thought I would have seen, I don't know, sometime in the 80s, but uh, but I, I guess good for them now. Well, there's that saying better late than never, but I will say, I, you know, here's the thing. I remember being a younger person and not understanding why having the Washington Redskins at the time, having the Cleveland Indians at the time, having the Chicago Blackhawks at the time. I, I'm actually wearing a Kraken jersey right now. I love hockey sweaters. So I remember at the time uh, wearing a Chicago Blackhawks sweater and a Native American who I knew very, very well came over and said, she, she said, you know, I, I hate to say this, but you know, that's somewhat offensive. And I go, how is, because to me, now this is, my thing at the time i was like well i don't understand how this is offensive because you know this is you know if the blackhawks is in my opinion not offensive in that it it represents i think strength and things like that on the chicago blackhawks jersey and i'm not talking cleveland indians chief wahoo and things like that and she goes it's because they've taken our heritage and marketed it in a way that is un not connected with our heritage and you know there's a lot going on in america it's history of taking away our rights and our lives and our land and that gave me an understanding and a glimpse in so i know i've kind of gone off a little bit but i can understand people going well i don't get it i don't get it i don't understand but you know what you don't have to understand in that because guess what there's a there's a amount of people out there that it is offensive to that guess what we can just name it after kraken or knights or something like that and and move on with our lives and not be offending people so i guess it does take time sometimes to change people's understanding of things and now i'll get off my soapbox and be quiet but just that's a glimpse into at the time i didn't understand it that's a great great question well There are certain people who will never understand things, Doug, unlike yourself. Uh, And one of them is this love child of participation trophies (laughs) and absent parents named Bryson DeChambeau. Um, Bryson DeChambeau, of course, tested positive for COVID at the Tokyo Olympics, did not get to participate, uh, says he does not regret 
not getting vaccinated. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau said that he's going to leave the vaccines for people who need them more. He's young. He's healthy. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau apparently thinks that that makes it okay. Bryson might want to, guys, check out who is making up the majority of people who are being sent to hospitals for COVID right now. It's young people. It's unvaccinated young people because the Delta variant is much more transmissible and much more uh, uh, contagious and it hurts young people more. Um, So uh, Bryson, I would like to introduce you to Kirk Cousins. I think you guys are going to put together some sort of an anti-vax super society. Well, and if you want to do research, people should do research on what causes variants and that the longer things are around, the more that uh-huh. they get varied. And you might want to know that in America right now, we're pretty lucky. The shot is free and pretty much available. My gosh, they have clinics all the time. There are certain countries in the world that would love and unfortunately are dying for these vaccines. So given that, why don't we leave on a happy note? <laughs> there we go. 364. Press box. 1100. Transition. <laughs> there you go. Train wreck. 364. <laughs> 1100. You could get two tickets to this Saturday night. The best comedy in town is downtown at the Comedy Works at the Plaza this weekend. Lavelle Crawford, you know him from Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, and The Last Comic Standing. Guess what? You don't even have to come to the station. The winner's name will be on there, but you need to call right now. Caller number five, you're a winner for those comedy tickets. Next up on the Press Box, we've got Teed Up with Adam Candy. might have seen him at your local YMCA arguing with a U-12 coach. Let's tee it up with Adam. Wait, it's a ref segment? Wouldn't it make more sense if it was a golf segment? Whatever. Let's tee it up with Adam Candy. First off, congratulations to Mike. He won the comedy tickets. And don't worry, we still have more tickets to give away. Four tickets to the Summer League. That'll be coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Adam, have you ever called a coach coach because you didn't want to mispronounce their name? Oh, 100%. Oh, absolutely. And there are certain times when uh, when you're told by the folks who are in charge, don't call the coach by their name, call them coach, because if you don't know the names of both coaches, it looks really bad if you're calling <laughs> one coach, hey, bud, hey, Dave. and the other one, you're like, hey, Steve. Yeah, that's that's a problem. One coach definitely thinks you have it in for them. You know, I must say, I don't like my refs to get too chummy with the coaches, unless I'm the coach. Then, of course, I like that. But other than that, usually don't like that too much. Adam. Understood. Yes. If if a coach is, won't stop chewing you out, but he's doing it respectfully, he keeps going, Mr. Referee, Mr. Referee, I, I, don't, I don't understand that call. Like, he's just, he's very polite, but he won't stop going after you. What do you do? Oh boy, Jared, you've hit one of the one of the landmines of refereeing there, um, because that coach later, when you inevitably either warn them or give them a technical foul, is going to say, "But well, what did I do?" And you're going to say that, "Well, there's it's in the rules that if you are constantly complaining, that we can discipline that." So look, you might think that if you're a youth coach out there and you think you're doing it respectfully, but you're doing it every play or you're doing it every time down the court or every time the referee gets near you on the soccer field, take my word for it. You're not like you're just not 
because if you have to do it that many times, odds are you're taking my attention away from the game. And at the point where you're taking my attention away from the game, however poorly you think I'm refereeing now, just <laughs> wait till I have to spend more time with my eyes and ears on you than I do on the game. And the first time I miss something, trust me, you're not going to say, oh, I'm sorry, was I distracting you? You're going to say, you suck. So let me let me do the job that I'm out here to do, and I will let you do the job that you're here to do. By the way, Jared, also, uh, if you call me Mr. Referee over and over again, I'm just going to look at you and say, my name's Adam. That's what I, you just took, that's what I was going to ask. How much more from a fan standpoint because you know this like hey blue you suck or you know whatever like that but then all of a sudden they start using your name uh-huh does your respect for the heckling fan go up in any manner oh I, and and this might end up coming back to haunt me uh down the line by saying this but i'm gonna say it anyway uh creative hecklers are the best like <laughs> if you come up with something entertaining then I'm probably going to laugh and I might even turn around and look at you and like give you a little nod if you come up with something good. Like, but if you just go with the classical, oh, you're missing a great game, you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it all before. Like, I, I've, I've been umpiring, refereeing in some form since I was 13 years old. Uh, so you're, you're not going to give me something that cliche and get any attention from me. But come up with something good. Yeah, I have huge respect for that. Like, everybody knows who Dave Hall is, right? We all know who Dave Hall is, and all the uh, all the fans all over the country, they call Dave Hall by his name because they know who he is. And you know why Dave Hall doesn't care? Because he's making hundreds of thousands of dollars doing this. So good for him. Goaltending on a free throw. That's a thing? All right, Jared, you brought this up. What do you want to know? I, I just, I have you ever seen anything like that? You're like, have you ever had to, it seems like. I mean, what, how does that even possible? Does I, it hang on the rim that long? Well, well but I also, my, my question is, is that one of those where you have to like pull the little tiny rule book out of your back pocket and go, wait, hold on. Everybody, everybody stop. I need to look in my book. Or is that well, something Jared, you would know right off the bat? Yeah, you can't do that. As you know, Jared, nothing inspires confidence like pulling out the rule book uh, on the court. <laughs> yes. um, but uh, yeah, no, those are the things that people don't necessarily understand about the time that we put in on this stuff. Like we get together and study these rules at least weekly, if not more. Uh, and we quiz each other on these ridiculous rules. And we make sure that we know things like immediately when I saw that you had sent me something about goaltending a free throw, I thought, oh, yeah, it's a tech. Um <laughs> Now, have I ever have I ever actually had to enforce it? No, no. But you—that's one of those rules. You go through the rule book and you're like, "Huh?" Oh, and the other one, my favorite one, is that both in the high school and in the college rule book, uh, there is a penalty for someone using tobacco on the sidelines. I want to be able to catch somebody at some point dipping on the oh. sidelines and be able to give out the dipping technical foul, and then when I have to explain it later, I'll be like. Oh, uh, no, yeah, uh, yeah, chew cup. Sub, subsection what uh, C. What if it's for medicinal purposes, though? Medicinal Medi- purposes. <laughs> medicinal chew. I like it. Let's <laughs> let's see if we can get a, a state exemption for oh, that Oh, my one. God. We need a coach vaping on the... Uh, That's like, right. Like, wear, wearing the suit with nice the flavored. Nikes, and he's just literally, he's got an e-sick. He's the, got a hookah on a the hookah. table. He's sitting on top of a mushroom. Let me ask you this, Adam. One sport, though... 
one rule that you as a ref, so not as a fan or anything else, but you as a ref could just eliminate from the rule book, what rule would it be? And from what sport would that rule be eliminated? Ooh, that is a great question. Um, now, they actually survey us yearly in the NCAA and ask us about these things. They ask us about certain rules and what we think of them. Um, there is a rule in, that it's in the NBA, and it's also in women's college basketball about what's called the lower defensive box. Um, okay, so you can all look and see that little arc. The restricted yep. area arc, right? Uh, the one yeah. that's inside the free throw lane, where if someone has their heels in on that or they're inside the arc, then you can't take a charge anymore because you're too far into the hoop. You're basically saying the offensive player never had a chance to avoid you. Okay. There is a little known rule in the NBA that goes along with that that is called the lower defensive box, where if the defender uh, is there, but the player starts their move within the lower defensive box, it can still be a charge. You know why the lower defensive box is ridiculous? It's not on the floor. It's not <laughs> marked. We're supposed to be able to figure this out by looking at two. Go, next time you're on a basketball court that has either college or NBA, go look right outside the free throw lane. There's going to be this little like three inch tick mark just outside the lane on both sides. We're supposed to draw an imaginary box with our heads with our referee brains that are trying to follow everything else that's going on in the play, we're supposed to draw an imaginary box that goes from those tick marks up to the second free throw lane line, the, the, <laughs> the dash mark, and make a box in our heads and say if the play started inside that box that we're supposed to remember, oh yeah, the defender can be inside the arc and it can still be a charge. There's no rule that causes me more headache than that one trying to figure out first of all i'm watching the player to try to figure out are they inside the restricted area for the charge then i'm trying to figure out is it a block or a charge then i'm trying to figure out wait 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 did they start inside the lower defensive box it, it's it's like the you know it's like the lsat it's ridiculous nothing 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 inspires less confidence than bring out the rule book but it would be great if you brought out a tape measure yes Right? And be like, hold on, hold on. I think he was in the LDB. I'm not sure. Uh, can someone grab the other end wait, of this wait, for me? L LDB. I would love, I would love like that to enter the vernacular. Like, well, you know, well, what you got to understand is he was in the LDB. Hey, among referees, trust me, it is. It's unfortunate. These are the things that we spend time away from our family <laughs> trying to figure out the LDB. I want to see a ref out there with a spray paint, just spraying the court yes. so, so they can, you know what? This the, makes our job better. The one with the stick? Yes, right, exactly. Just stick it and chalk it up. All oh, right. God. I, so I work soccer, Doug, and do you know how jealous I am? I am so jealous when I see the guys with that spray to mark the 10 yards because you know as soon as you turn around and start walking off the 10 yards that they're creeping forward like in a cartoon to make it like nine, nine and a half yards away. Oh, God, I hate that. I, I'm so jealous of the guys with a little can of Barbasol out there standing <laughs> on the field. There we go. Inside a ref's mind with Adam Candy coming up next. We'll go inside a very scary mind. Ed Graney from Raiders Training Camp. Ed Graney has been a journalist for over 30 years. He's seen a lot of sh and been given a lot of free stuff. Oh, brother. All right, back to show and tell. Whether it was scurvy or a padre eating a Snickers bar. Why don't you bring this potato? 
You're always trying to give me potatoes. What is it with you? Ed Grainy is here to show and tell. That he is. Ed Grainy is always here to show and maybe even tell a little too much, unfortunately. Um, Ed, I can hear that you're out at Raiders camp. It sounds like you're outdoors, sweltering, I'm sure, uh, in the wind and the heat. Uh, what nuggets do you have from us for us today? What have you learned about the Raiders in the last 24 hours? I just watched a play. Right now the twos are against the twos. And they've obviously uh, do not want Marcus Mariota throwing the ball maybe ever again. So he's run two straight quarterback draws, of which he continues to be fast and big. Hold on, I'm going to give you a live play-by-play of Marcus Mariota's third snap. Uh, well, it's a running play. Yeah, Marcus appears not to be throwing. And he had three straight days of interceptions. So maybe they went to the new Marcus Mariota package of, let's let this guy run. Okay, so what they decided is we don't want – Indianapolis to see any more interceptions from Marcus Mariota, they have to keep his trade value up. That would be a, uh, a smart and astute observation from afar. Yes, it appears that now he's standing in the back and uh, Nate Peterman's taking over. If Nate Peterman throws on this on this down, because they've run like four straight downs, then I think your observation is going on. Oh, that's good. I don't know who the... I hope that wasn't Andre James, because the snap was snapped over Peterman's head by 40 yards in the shotgun so hopefully that wasn't i think that was nick martin the guy trying to battle andre james for the uh, starting spot andre james Very appears nice. to be laughing on the sidelines uh that uh he looks better uh as, as the center so here's here i'll give you a live play by play okay the snap's good um nick good snap. is also running the quarterback draws it appears any anyone other than quarterback Derek the peter man running quarterback draws the peter man running draws the, the, you heard the, it here first the breaking peter news man from package. ed graney the, the Peter Mann package, the Ed Graney Las Vegas Review Journal, breaking news live here on the press box. Uh, Ed, 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 have you? Ed, can you confirm for us? Uh, can you confirm for us that KJ Wright would make the Raiders' defense better? Uh, I believe he would. I believe he would. It was weird yesterday because I think when he came in, the assumption was, "Oh, he'll be signed just like Gerald McCoy was." McCoy was out here. We got some things on him this morning. He's already, I mean, he's now been kind of gone to the weight room uh, to kind of work out in there. But, yeah, I mean, I think uh, when, when KJ Wright was here, he thought, oh, they're going to sign him. And it didn't happen. So, talking to people today, I don't know if the visit is leveraged to get Seattle, you know, on board with what he wants or he is really interested. But he left without a contract, so that sometimes tells you, I don't know what the answer says, where Jerry McCoy signed in two seconds. Um, but, yeah, I think I think he would make the linebacking core better. And, and Jeremy McCoy, is actually pretty cool to watch him this morning. He He's in full pads, um, had no contact, which obviously will probably be uh, several days before they contact him. But in his drills, um, I thought he looked really good. And the cool thing about him was, like, when he wasn't doing drills, like, he was taking, you know, the Crosbys and the Farrells and, you know, all the linemen aside, and he, would te- he was actually teaching them moves. He was actually, like, showing them different moves where they then went into contact and, like, tried to pull them off and, so I thought that was really cool. Like, he didn't just stand around. He was, like, taking guys to the side and teaching them things. So they kept Jerome McCoy out here for about, I want to say, 30 minutes once they got outside, and now uh, they brought him to the weight room and he's lifting. But I thought that was pretty cool. Like, I'd never seen him up close, um, and I thought it was cool that he spent most of his time, like, teaching guys stuff. 
No, it's very cool. Uh, and obviously, we've talked plenty of times about how young this Raiders team is overall yeah. and how much the, they do have to learn. Um, and that's why the K.J. Wright thing kind of fascinates me, Ed, because, yes, he was a highly effective uh, player last year, top eight in pro football focus grade for linebackers. But at the same time, the familiarity with Gus Bradley's defense, someone who could maybe go out there and make some of the calls, that feels like it would be as important as anything else with this new defense coming in. Uh-oh, I think Ed might have gotten run over by Marcus Mariota. Yeah, I was going to say, Hold did on, he drop his phone? I'm going to another place on the, uh, on the, on the uh, sidewalk here. You got me now? You got me now? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh we absolutely yeah. have you. Um, you know, please uh, please Joe, make I, sure that... I, I, I mean, Go ahead, Ed. I, I definitely agree. And here's the thing. I mean, that's why we were a little surprised he didn't sign. And I know he's, Seattle, I guess, hasn't met his number, so... Again, it's like, a, it's, is it the leverage of the Oakland A's playing one against the other? I'm not so sure. But I would think they'd want to sign him. So when he left without that happening, I wondered if it was more him. Because I can't believe they looked at him, given how poorly some of their linebackers played last year, and said, well, we don't want to go down this road. You know, um, I don't. I think it was more probably him wanting to see if Seattle would beat whatever number he wants. Ed, does this... Oh man, it, it sounds like he's he's in a wheelbarrow. Uh, Ed, uh, does this does this potential signing mean the end of uh, the Muse experiment? Uh, I would hope they don't really have a. <laughs> it's funny because you look; they don't really have a Sam linebacker, and obviously this guy would work really, really well. Uh, Tanner Muse continues to run with what appears to be the twos. But I think he would, might affect a lot of guys if they signed him. Um, and I, like it's the Gerald McCoy thing. Like he was teaching everyone out there today, and I was wondering, like, if the interior guys, were like, yeah, yeah, you teach me stuff, but you're about to take my job. There's no question if they signed uh, KJ, then some, a guy like Tanner Muse would be like, well, I think I'm going back on special teams. Which, if you guys remember, when they da- drafted Tanner Muse, they talked about special teams only. So you wondered, is this guy ever actually getting on the field other than special teams? Because you haven't really talked about him as a linebacker. So my guess is his spot in the twos could be definitely changed immediately if they start adding other guys above him. Ed Graney is out at Raiders camp in Henderson talking to us here on the press box. Ed, uh, there was sort of football last night. Uh, we had the Hall of Fame game with, uh, with with Dallas and Pittsburgh. Did you watch every single moment of the broadcast? Okay, so Cowboy fan for life. Uh, chose not to watch given they sent the fifth-string JB team. Uh, and they have an extra game, and so that can happen. Kept up on the score. Um, not surprised when the score ended it, but uh, chose to wait to watch when they actually have real people out there. I don't know. You can tell me. I don't know what – I don't know. What, I, I guess my guess is the Steelers didn't play many people either um, this early on and having to play that game. The most exciting thing I saw last night was pregame when Jarrah officially welcomed Jimmy to the uh, Ring of Honor, uh, which, by the way, it was hilarious because they totally set Jerry Jones up, which I loved, which uh, they set him up and said, hey, Jerry, they're on live on said, hey, Jimmy's not in the Ring of Honor. So what was Jerry going to say at that point? Like, he was like, no, he's not coming in. So I thought that was hilarious that they set Jarrett up. And now Jimmy, deservedly so, by the way, you know, obviously his, uh, his stat with Jerry, uh, you know, kept it from happening now. Deservedly so will go into the awesome Ring of Honor.
that really was the only news to come out of the entire <laughs> evening. Like, yeah, you know, like like Jared, Jared and Jimmy were uh, were fantastic. A lot better than having to watch Gucci Nucci uh, out there for <laughs> for the Cowboys. Um, yeah, and look, you're exactly right, Ed. And Jimmy Johnson means more to that franchise than you know just about any coach other than Tom Landry. I mean, he he's there for one of the absolute yeah. heydays. And even if it took Jerry being set up or or both of them feeling like they don't have that much time left, I'm just glad it happened. Well, yeah, and it was funny because uh, and Aikman was there, and uh, we know what Aikman thinks about Jimmy Johnson, how close they are. And I thought Aikman was, but you know, Aikman was being down the middle guy. I mean, Jerry Jones paid Aikman a lot of money, so you're not going to completely bash a guy. But Aikman said, you know, it's kind of what we've been waiting for. And he said, I don't know. Again, it was probably true. He said, you know, Jimmy wouldn't have been that coach without Jerry. It was probably true. But Jerry Jones say what you want about him. Like he's going to spend money, and if he means winning, he'll do. He's like, you know, Cuban and others, and they will spend a ton of money if it means winning. And then, obviously, Jerry wouldn't have been the owner without Jimmy as the coach, who was, you know, one of the best coaches. I mean, I think, and it's not, you know, the whole Cowboy fandom of me, I still think I'd put J- uh, Jimmy Johnson as one of the great talented talent evaluators ever. Like, that guy, more than a lot of people who look at a guy and say, that guy's a football player, that guy's not a football player. So, he deserves to be in. There's no question. Like Aikman said, this, this has to happen, and it hasn't yet. So, I'm, I love that they set Jerry up and that he had to bring him in. Uh, Ed, we're going to talk to Cassie Soto here in just a little while. Um, is she behaving herself today at camp, or has she once again tried to steal your seat? Uh, all I heard was Cassie. So let me give you this nugget. Um, uh, she's now uh, teetering on um, – oh, this is the best. I, I got something for you. Well, how did I forget this? Her name wasn't on the list, and the guy at the parking tennis said, you can't come in, you're not on the list. She was able to talk her way in and scheme her way in, which is difficult because Sam Gordon wasn't on the list last week, and that poor kid had to go home. So somehow Cassie illegally talked her way in today's practice because she was not on the list. And I look up, I heard she wasn't on the list, and like five minutes later she's smiling walking into the media room. So I don't know if she paid the guy off. I don't know if she had donuts that was meant for us, and she gave that guy the donut. But she completely and illegally arrived at practice today when she shouldn't be here, and she's still not on the list of attendees. Okay, this is this is serious. Uh, we're we're going to have to explore this with Cassie in about fifteen minutes here and figure out exactly what she did uh, to yeah. get in because if I, she owes Sam Gordon an apology. Well, she does. Sam Gordon had to actually drive across the street. He wasn't on the list and call and try to get in. And they said, "Hey, sorry, you're not on the list." There was a mix-up. Cassie was not on the list. She's in the place within five minutes. So she obviously paid somebody off and did something she shouldn't. I'm not surprised. Completely unethical. And it might have been also she works for Raiders.com, so maybe they had to let her in because she works for the team. So it might have been that, but I would still give her a hard time about it because she had a she had kind of this like somewhat of a confident smile on her face for someone who shouldn't be here today. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I I don't know how we can abide things like this. We're going to talk to Cassie about it in about 15 minutes. Uh, Ed Graney's out at Raiders camp. Ed, uh, you're you're back with me on Monday? I'm back with you on Monday. Uh, uh, They'll have a practice Sunday, and then you and I can go over that Monday. Uh, And, uh, yeah, it'll be great. Uh, And then Tyler is back with you on Tuesday. If Jared and I have confirmed at least yesterday because he emailed back like two words. Like, Tyler, you know, a man of many words. Like, he emails back like one word. Uh, he's back if, if he's still uh, if he's still with us and alive on Tuesday. He'll be back Tuesday. Yeah, he saves all his words for Twitter, not for us. Yeah, exactly. Ed Graney from Raiders Camp. Catch him in the Review Journal as always. Thanks for the time, bud. Thank you, buddy. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Ed. All right. 
When we come back, we have been drafting for the new Power Five in college football. We started earlier. Uh, Jared forgot the rules to his own draft, and that's really promising for what we have coming up next. It's time to find the sharp. Brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. Oh, and we've got a guy in a streak. Steven, keep that streak alive for another day. Who have you got, Mr. Sharp? I'm going to go with uh, U.S. women's basketball to win gold tomorrow against Japan. There we go. Right out of the update from that guy with the silver voice. Right to Steven saying, take U.S. women's basketball. Thank you, Stephen. I'm sure you'll be on again Monday because your streak will live on. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. You too. All right, now let's get back to the real nuts and bolts as we are drafting the new Power 5 conference, and we are leaving the scraps to Tyler and Ed on Tuesday. I can hardly wait to hear that. But we are deep in the draft. Jared's pick is up next, but surely everybody who wasn't listening earlier would like to hear a quick recap. I'll say what my teams were. Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, USC, Texas Tech. Adam, who do you have? I barely remember. Oh, but, I can uh, start. Oh, I got it. I have no. Go, go ahead. I have Al, I have uh, I have Clemson, well, Georgia, Florida, it? and Texas A and M, and Oklahoma. Yeah, sure. Why not? Add them into all the coaches <laughs> you love. All right, I uh, have. Yeah, I'm going to keep going on the theme. By the way, yeah. uh, Jared, who do you have? And then you have two. Picks. Yes, I do. I have Texas, Notre Dame, Oregon, Michigan, Miami, the U. Ooh, history. He's taking Miami. History. Okay. And uh, I got to keep one of these uh, rivalries alive, so I'm going to take Michigan State. Oh, wow. And that's the rivalry you chose. Okay, wow. You, okay. T- you took Ohio State? Well, of course. All right. Uh, that puts me up next. Um I'm really torn between a coach that I truly dislike and the situation that's a little bit better. I'm going to make the smart football decision here, uh, and you can give me Bucky Badger on Wisconsin. Ah, interesting. All right, I'm between two. I here's my upper Midwest was supposed to be my like late round steals. I had a plan. I said at the beginning I was going to be a disruptor. Then I got the number one pick and went Alabama. I've got the truly the giants of the field. Here's my first one. I'm going to go a little independent here, not Notre Dame because it's already gone. That's right. BYU. He likes that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All All right. right. And I'm going right back with another one. Well, not independent, but Cincinnati. Because you know what? Man likes his defense. Yes. I like what they have brought to the table these last, well, for a while now, and I'd like to see what they do with some of these big boys. So BYU, Cincinnati, take them off the board. Off the board. Um, and Jared made the fatal mistake of telling me what he wants to do. And so my <laughs> next pick might not even have been my next pick, but now it's going to be for sure. Um, Don't I will go ahead and take that coach that I despise. Kirk Ferentz. You are coming home. Let's keep Wisconsin and Iowa together. Damn it. Ooh. I'm very surprised. Oh, we are getting beefy. You, we are getting big and tough and beefy. You are going to have to kill lots of cows to feed this team. All right. Obviously, I'm going to take Florida State right here. Obviously. 
That was a pretty good one. That was on my. That was in my next uh, group. They yeah. Well, I mean, J- ever since Jameis Winston left, they haven't been the same. But they, mm, there's still. there's a chance that they could come back. Neither have I. Uh, <laughs> He stole my heart and crap legs. Um, <laughs> oh, there's your best line of the day. Um, I think I have to go with Nebraska. Ooh, I love when okay. a pick ends with a high, high squeak. I think confidence I in that pick. All right, go on. Well, now that's yours. Back to yeah, you, Adam. It's back to you, Adam. You took oh, Florida he took State two. That's right. Nebraska. He took Florida State first. That's right. Yeah, one pick was so forgettable. Um, okay. Um, Don't take mine. Now I've got one in mind. If you take mine, it starts with this. Secretly showing okay. Jared. Here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing, guys. Don't do it. Let me tell you two things that you should know about myself and my next pick. Okay. I'm a man. He's I'm 40. 40. I'm okay. Oklahoma State. I'm okay. I'm okay. Give me Mike Gundy in Oklahoma State. Uh, you all right. So you've you've you're you've got both Oklahoma and both and Oklahoma State. I have Michigan and Michigan State. We need uh Doug to draft my or just Ohio. Nope, nope, nope. Because I, right, Doug, I Doug, thought for Doug sh- had some in mind. What did you have? In yeah, mind? I thought for sure it was going to get picked. Auburn. Yep. Keep yeah, that was my machine. other choice yeah. there. Oh, yeah. thank goodness. And now I'm going to go a little bit. They say they want to play with the big boys all the time. They play on blue turf. They play north Ooh. of us. That's right. Let's see him play oh, with the big boys all the season long. Boise State. Give them the donkeys. Boise okay. State has to play Alabama. <laughs> like in their Alabama's in the same conference. Yeah, but they'll, they'll call oh, up no. a crazy play. <laughs> Put it the other way. Alabama has That's to play Boise oh, yeah, State. Right, well done. Right. They don't want him. Right. They don't want him. They don't, they don't. Oh, no. They, they, they don't want him. Oh, man. Do I choose a team that I think is just going to be very good this year? Do I choose a team that I think is going to be very good for years to come? Given the way the oh, conferences I, go, just go this year because these all be blown up again anyway. Well, you know what? That is an excellent point. Uh, that is an excellent point, Doug. Uh, I actually am going to. I'm going to take a coach that I don't hate right now. I'm going to take a coach that we hate from the past, so I can keep my theme alive here. Um, so uh, we we are going to we're going to welcome with not so open arms Jerry Sandusky, Joe Paterno, and the Penn State Nittany Lions. Damn it! You can't welcome them with open arms. Careful. Jared, you got oh, no, two I'm picks, sorry. and now I keep I love it. You're no, taking away. He, he, there was a joke there that I wanted to make so no. badly. <laughs> well, I was I was about to go worse than Bad dogs. Bad dog. I'm slapping you with a newspaper. All right. Uh, market, 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 UCLA. Oh. Okay. And All then right. not really market. I already have this area, but Minnesota. Boy, oh, boy. You are Big Ten country. I'm from the Midwest. Oh, yeah. Okay. I uh, th- this this keeps leaving schools for me that I didn't think I was going to have the opportunity to get. Um, this is a program that is going to be in the top ten this year, and ever since the coach of Jared's, I believe, first pick, Texas, uh, went here, they became a powerful school. They have a guy who I think might end up winning the Heisman this year in Sam Howell. Uh, give me North Carolina Tar Heels. Ooh. All right, then I'll finish up this round as we go to break. Kessie Soto on the other side of the break. But give me, that's right, I'm sticking in the, I'm going a little bit south. I'm going, no, you know what, I'm changing it. I'm going Stanford. Stanford at the last second.
Stanford, you got one more before we go to break. I wasn't prepared for one more. Darn you. That's uh, This is how the rules work. Okay. I'm going uh, I'm going West Virginia. Really? <laughs> I was like, that's a terrible pick, but I, I don't know how I got to have to get one more pick. Oh, that's enough pick. Adam, you got to go. No. Oh, no, 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 no. The, no, you said your picks, and that will be the end of the segment. I'll just sit back and relax for I the next half hour or so and think about what I want Snake next. Snake draft bit me in the butt.